You know, I mean, I'm about to say they're not like texting people, but really, they are texting people. It's more like I'm kind of a jerk with my like, like I use you write actual really long messages. Yeah, yeah. very long, <laughs> not text form. You send emails via text. Yeah, yeah, um, that's totally true. You yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really should probably work on that. You know, I mean, I should, no. I should probably see someone about that. <laughs> some, some people do it. You know, it's fine. But every time you do, you. Every time you, you send me one of those, I always, it's one word that I send you back, right? Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. two. Yeah. But like, to <laughs> no, me, all the time. To me, a text is, is <laughs> very, it's got a purpose and I only use it for that. Yeah. Um, I can't be fucking bothered to, uh, yeah, I'm pretty weird with my like, like actual punctuation and stuff too, right? Like I have commas and like periods and like mm -hmm. capitals and stuff. Some people are like that though, and you Some, do so work you know in language. Other people like that? Yeah, I have come across other people like that. Oh, that's really I have, I have. Yeah. But you also work in editing, right? Yeah, that's true. So you yeah. have significantly yeah. more reason to. Uh, generally, Dude. it is older people as well, um, like yeah. uh, like our generation or slightly older. Yeah. Uh, don't understand the text idea. You know, like uh, right. like I didn't grow up with a cell phone. You know, like so. <laughs> I like to think that I still understand the text idea. I just <laughs> you just don't it do in it in a really weird way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you just make it your own. Like I get the idea. It's just you, you want to communicate a really short and simple idea. Mm -hmm. Instead, <laughs> I you just really send paragraphs. <laughs> you yeah, tell a story. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. It's true. Ah, I'm so bad, man. Whatever. Everybody says that. <laughs> it's not like you're the only one who's really. That. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, other pretty much know. everybody says that. Yeah. Oh, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm that guy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, that it is what it is. That's pretty funny right? i'd apologize except i won't fuck that <laughs> don't fucking apologize um I, I gotta say man i really i like writing actual <laughs> messages yeah yeah hey hey <laughs> with like you know full what? sentences and stuff uh, no and that's so much better than the opposite or not the opposite yeah the opposite the way people i don't know if people do this with you but the whole one word or a few word text but they send you 40 fucking texts Oh, and it's yeah. like, da la la, bling, da la la la, bling, da la la la, bling. And it's like, in that situation, I would appreciate this. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Here's a block of text. You read it when you feel like it. Exactly. Exactly. But this like, bling, 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 bling. Like, yeah. and I've seen it, so many people do it, and I fucking <laughs> lose it. So... There's two extremes there, and you're on the significantly better of the two. <laughs> like, well, that does make me feel a lot better, uh, I'll be honest. <laughs> no, really, though, it, it makes a difference, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, I think that, you know, maybe I lack encouragement in some senses, but I think that that's actually the only time someone's used it as a potential positive. Well, dude, no, because, again, the idea of a one-word, two-word text is the, or to me, is the meaning, or is the use of a text. But if you're, you're trying right. to yeah. fucking communicate an entire paragraph, then don't do it in text form, one word each, you know, like yeah. or two words or whatever. Well, that but makes like, a lot of sense. Yeah. My sister is is one of the uh, the worst. I fucking blasted her about it. I fucking <laughs> lost it. I was so pissed off. Um, yeah. At one point, I was just like, there was. I think at one point I got nine, nine fucking messages before row? I responded. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like it was all one thought basically. Yeah. Um, and I was just like... Oh, that's really frustrating. <laughs> Dude. I also, you know, I mean, well, maybe I'm not always that clear, but I like the idea in my head that I express all the ideas I want to express in my text too. Okay, yeah. Whereas it's like it's... I give context usually. Okay, yeah. And it's like, I guess I like that because I feel like I often don't get context. Right, right, right. I'm just right, like, right. what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, anyways. Um, well, uh, welcome back to... 
Noob Talk Radio, episode 28. 28. 28. Happy July 5th. Happy, is it actually, is it, <laughs> it is the 5th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, is that some sort of like joke reference to July 4th that I'm not getting? Well, I mean, it's just, <laughs> we're a day late. Right? Happy July 5th. Yeah. Uh, okay. Or happy Monday, if you like. Well, I guess it's not. It's not a happy Monday. Now it's a Monday, but it won't be for them. I don't even know. Oh, it would have been. It wouldn't but... even be July 5th, so fuck the dates. <laughs> no, Just true. scrap the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Restart. Edit. <laughs> Teague, welcome back to Noob Talk Radio, episode 28. Thank you, Glenn. Um, I'm your host, Joshua Osborne, and uh, I was about to say with me here is Teague Henderson, but I already said that, so it would be dumb to repeat it. Yeah, but Let's I am here. On. I am here, by he the way. He is here. Yeah. 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 yeah, I guess I can start by saying this is going to come out at an unusual time, so apologies for mucking with the schedule, uh, but it's probably going to come out this Friday, uh, because I'm doing a little vacation, uh, which I am really looking forward to. Summer. Uh, so un- what summer's all about. Summer's all about vacation. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, this will go up on Friday. Hope nobody minds too much, and we'll be back on normal schedule two weeks from then. And uh, yeah. So, you know, Teague, how are you? So again, enough about me, man. <laughs> so, uh, how are the video games? <laughs> how are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm okay. How am I doing? I don't know. I, I always like to, in what I assume is a really annoying fashion for everybody that listens to me, to actually think about the question and try to answer <laughs> as like accurately as possible. Yeah, nobody actually cares when they ask you how you're doing. No you just, you just say good. That's it. You know, like it's a dick move to say it. Feel, they don't. Like sometimes they'll be like, uh, you know, I mean, like I feel like I was a little depressed today, but like. Yeah, you in the see, afternoon, I started to feel better. So. You see their eyes gloss over. That'll teach you for asking. Uh, <laughs> take a little savage satisfaction out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm excited to play uh, Cyberpunk after we finish. Oh, yeah. Because, um, yeah. I mean, we're going to wrap that. Uh, you know, we had an adventure and it was a story in three parts. So we'll, we'll finish our third session and that'll be that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I got to say, I've really, uh, I've been enjoying playing the Cyberpunk RPG a hell of a lot more than I thought I would. Oh, yeah. Nice. I'm really surprised. And it kind of fills that uh, niche that I've been that I've been that I have in my life for some sort of thing like that. Okay, you're not active in any D and D games now. I used to be. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, before COVID got really into full swing. Uh, I was hosting a like a maybe a biweekly session at my house, uh, and it was really cool. We had um, we only managed to do two times before the restriction rules got really intense on mm. like who can go where, you know? Right. But it was uh, yeah, no, it was super fun. Um, it was really rewarding too because I. I actually got, uh, I convinced my, uh, I convinced my dad's friend Paul to play with us, and he's actually the one who introduced me to D&D when I was a kid. Oh, nice, nice. So, yeah, it was a really cool kind of, like, I don't know, like, weird full circle moment. Yeah, but, nice. Uh, and I don't think he really ever played that much D&D hmm. as, an, as an adult, he just read a lot about it. Cool. Yeah, you know, so kind of a neat experience for him, too. Yeah, and I played with my girlfriend, and who else joined us? Uh, my buddy Max. I'm now wondering if I can get it together enough to have a D&D at the cabin we're going to with the nephews. They, they kind of like it and they want to, but it's kind of like, I just don't know if I have the mental energy at the moment, you know? Hmm. Like, I also find it really hard to, like, I'm, my mind is in cyberpunk now. Mm-hmm. It's tough to switch gears. Okay, yeah. Yeah, anyways. So all I'd say, I'm doing good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why nobody gives a shit. Why, <laughs> yeah, that's why nobody ever asks me how I'm doing. Um, we have a couple things to talk about today. Uh, when I say a couple, I really mean about seven. But um, the first one I wrote down as a general discussion topic, I kind of cheated on we were doing our topic selection earlier today, and we're supposed to pick three each. I I lumped in one of the... I don't know if you noticed, but I lumped in one of the... (laughs) Yeah, you did. I 100% did. (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) 
I figured I'd, tr I'd try to cheat that way mm -hmm. by sneaking the Elden Ring still on there, even though it's like technically far. You don't have to cheat, dude. It's, you're making the fucking list. It's all good. <laughs> you want to throw it on, do it. Still, you know, it feels like uh, we have a system. You, you know, think you're going to get system. detention or something? Like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm weird with that stuff, man. I'm really like, I'm really rigid sometimes. You know what I mean? Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was this um, Elden Ring article that came out of, I want to say, Kotaku? Uh, this a little while ago, uh, June 17th. So this would be, I guess, you know, for context, probably four days-ish after the E3 reveal. Uh, maybe even like a week after the E3 reveal, where they showed the new trailer. Yeah, there's that Miyazaki. I always get confused because of the Princess Mononoke. Isn't he also Miyazaki? No idea. But we are That's not Japanese, totally... and I'm very bad at Japanese names. <laughs> we are not. And Chinese names, too. I'm not that bad. Actually, them, I'm just bad at all names, or... period. Uh, <laughs> I can English straight up. I'm bad, man. I'm going to spell your name. Yeah, I spelled your name wrong. I put a, a C in your name. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you pronounce it in Russian, you need to add a D at the beginning. Okay. So maybe that's a good for some language. Sure. You know, I yeah. don't know. Um, so yeah, Hidetaka Miyazaki, uh, the director of Elden Ring, he did an interview with IGN around the same time as the E3 uh, reveal there. Right. Uh, and then this article, so out of Kotaku, with its extremely uh, delightfully sensationalist headline of Elden Ring will be easier, comma, Deb says, comma, but no difficulty options by uh, the soon-to-be perhaps somewhat loathed Ian Walker. Sorry, Ian. Uh, I do not like this article. Um, <laughs> but uh, this article from Kotaku came out uh, just a few days after that uh, and is based on something different. It's not based on the Miyazaki interview that IGN uh, conducted. Miyazaki did an interview with Japanese gaming outlet Famitsu, to just, uh, very well-known well Famitsu, to discuss the upcoming game uh, and the reveal at E3. And this interview in and of itself is mostly basically the same-ish as the IGN interview, uh, but there's a couple things that were that the, um, they're pointing out to here that were slightly different uh, than what Miyazaki, or at least, you know, just gave a, maybe a bit more information than he'd previously given to IGN. And I just want to get, make sure I get the source right here. Yeah, this was translated by Frontline Gaming Japan. And I will... I mean, I thought this was... Uh, I was I was curious about the article, mostly just because being an actual uh, Dark Souls fan and Bloodborne fan, I just kind of am concerned that they would be not difficult. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, because, and it's kind of like, you know, difficulty is, I feel like, a little bit of like a loaded gun term, but it's like they've always been challenging, and that's kind of the point, mm -hmm. right? Ever since the first Demon Souls, it's all about, like, the reason why... In the, I remember when I read the very first Demon Souls reviews uh, before playing the game, and they were some... I gotta be honest, man, like... That was like a little while ago, of course, because Demon Souls came out in God. I I want to guess like 2003 or something. I don't. I don't wow. 2009. I can't, I can't. I honestly can't remember. It's PS3. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so PS3 is 2007. Yeah. You 2009. Okay. Yeah, it says in the article here. Yeah, 2009. Demon Souls came out on PS3, and I remember when it came out. I mean, this is part of what made the series so cool. Was just like, first of all, no one heard about the game for a really long time. It took a long time for all the news outlets to sort of catch on to it mm -hmm. because it was like super, like it was kind of very underground in the West. Yeah, I guess it was maybe maybe it was big in Japan. I don't know, but um, it was big in Japan. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Um, but probably was. I mean, <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> I can only imagine. But it took a really long time to uh, for people in the West to sort of discover it as like, oh shit, this game is like, um, you know, really exceptional. And once they did, you know, it sort of it took an even even longer time. But eventually, it started getting picked up by the news outlets. And then suddenly, there was a rash of like every fucking journal across the internet was like giving massive, super in depth reviews of uh, of Demon Souls, being like, holy shit. 
literally there is nothing like this. Hmm. Like, everybody should go and play this, because the, the, things do not exist like this. Hmm. And it's a masterpiece, and you need to try it. And, like, but, and all the reviews were saying, I remember back, and they don't talk about this anymore, in, because everybody knows what the series is now, but in the beginning, they were all saying there would be at least, like, two massive paragraphs about, like, don't be discouraged by the first hour or two spent playing this game. Just push through it, because when you do, it's going to become so incredible. But, like, every single review was saying, like, be really careful to push through the first couple. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel like the game, like, is trying to make you its bitch and, like, doesn't care about your feelings at all. And Which is, like, is true. Humiliating you constantly. Which is You're true. You're throw the controller away in frustration. You just have to push through all that. You have to get to the good stuff after, because it really is worth it. And it's and it was cool when it first came here because that's the tenor of the conversations and like we don't talk about that anymore because now everybody knows what the series is like mm-hmm. and it's you know in so so much so that Souls like is now a genre right right like right, which right. It absolutely was not before um, so all that to say you know when I saw the headline of this article I was just a little bit like oh I think I need to check this out just to make sure that there's actually nothing of substance here yeah which unsurprisingly it seems like there is nothing of substance here Um, but I just wanted to go through the article a little bit to maybe I don't know debunk in case anybody's concerned that you know suddenly these games are gonna suddenly Elden Ring is gonna be easy I mean it might be but there's just really no there's nothing in the actual article that would actually make you think that yeah yeah but it did it, it did still contain um, now I kind of like I, I, I think I've poo-pooed enough on Kotaku outside <laughs> of the recording with Teague to maybe not get into it too much but basically this guy seems a little like he's very much got the angle of like he's clearly using the accessibility like popularity of that topic to sort of like uh, point it at, at uh, Elden Ring and be like Oh, are they finally listening to like accessibility concerns? And it's like that whole that whole angle is just kind of a load of lark's vomit uh, because these games never were and will never be about being accessible. Like the, the point of these games is not to be accessible. Uh, they're accessible enough, and if you want to be, it also depends be... what you mean by accessibility. Exactly, but that was the funniest about Sekiro. That guy, that kid that was missing all his fingers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the handicapped kid that yeah. like crushing it, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Disabled people can do this too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so accessible for who? And all that shows is just that, like, it really is just a question of challenge. It's yeah, not a question of... It's just... It just happens to be a difficult game. Exactly. And it's like, the guy in this, uh, this Walker fellow in this Elden Ring, you know, I don't know what to call this, opinion piece, I suppose, or I, suppose, I guess breakdown of, uh, of Miyazaki interview, you know, saying that, like, um, is, is From Software finally going to listen? Are they finally going to do some things for accessibility? And the whole time, I'm just kind of like, that's just not... Like, you fail to understand, like, this this gentleman clearly fails to understand what this series is about, period. To even brook the topic of, like, it should have less difficulties or difficulty options so that it can be accessible for some people completely misses the point of what this game is trying to do. Yeah. It's like telling uh, NCAA football, can you just be a little bit more, like, um, I don't know, pro tour golf? You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, it's a little bit, to me, it's a bit tone It's asking it to do something else, yeah. Of, yeah, it's like... And also, I mean, they do this because the game's popular, but it's like, we have literally thousands of games that do not, that are not trying to be challenging as Mm -hmm. part of their gameplay, their core gameplay. Yeah. Right? We can leave it to all of them to be accessible. (laughs) Like, this is one of the few games that, you know, tries to outwardly facing set itself aside from the pack by being difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I think that that's 100% okay. And uh, I don't agree with, you know, making it for everybody. 
Yeah, I mean, um, you know, not only is it okay, it's really great for all kinds of games to exist. Well, right? well like, that's it. Like, medium, hard, easy. If you, you know. don't like it, don't play it. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like Hunt is what I'm thinking. Totally. Uh, it's a really no good forgiveness. It's just a brutal, brutal dose of bullet in the bayou. No, that's a, that's a really good example. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there is a couple things that was interesting. So from the interview with uh, Famitsu... Uh, you know, Miyazaki has confirmed that Elden Ring is not going to have difficulty levels, which is zero surprising. But Miyazaki did state that he believes the new systems in the game will make it a more forgiving experience than previous from software releases like Bloodborne and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Okay, so uh, first of all, you know, unlike the article's headline, uh, all he says is a more forgiving experience, which is a very different thing than being easy. Absolutely. To me, that means more campfires. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, and he also says that, um, now further than that, it's also worth noting that Sekiro is, in my opinion, uh, actually the most difficult game that From Software has ever released, hmm. which I think is also uh, particularly unusual and kind of incredible given that it's their fourth game. Am I getting that right? One, two, three, four, five, sorry, sixth game. Right, because usually what happens is you become more mainstream as you go along, mm-hmm. right? As your success uh, rises yeah. meteorically, so it's kind of it's kind of crazy that like Sekiro is actually really hard. So it's not that it could be it could also be easier than Sekiro, and that wouldn't be that easy. Just mm-hmm. Sekiro is like really exceptionally difficult, in my opinion. Um, and then uh, he goes on later to state uh, again in the translation by Frontline Gaming Japan, uh, Miyazaki does say that uh, he puts Elden Ring's difficulty more on par with Dark Souls Three. Uh, due to its open-world nature, as well as mechanics like stealth and customizable spirit summons that should make combat less overwhelming. So, Dark Souls 3 is not at all an easy game. (laughs) So, if it's on par with Dark Souls 3, that's totally fine, because Mm -hmm. Dark Souls 3 is totally just as hard as every other Dark Souls. I thought it was. I don't know. It's really no different. And to me, you know, what the, the, the real takeaway here is that uh, Miyazaki is clearly because you know, uh, we, and we talked about this extensively. I think last episode, uh, he really is trying to make a much more open uh, and freeform experience, right? Like mm. most of the stuff they're talking about comes from the perspective of like there's more options for builds, you know, like more choices in what you can do, more different ways to approach situations. Um, this all comes from a perspective of like we want to make this might make the player have as much choice in how they tackle these things as possible. So there's stuff like, and then he says also that there's stuff like the spirit summons, right? Like, mm-hmm. which is, and which is this, the, just the offline version of like a co-op with, uh, with real people. Um, and he says that also, so the, the actual facts he goes, he goes into in the interview, um, he says, here's a quote, since Elden Ring is less linear than previous games, bosses, a historically important part of the soul's experience can be avoided in favor of exploring a new area. Hmm. I think that's super cool. Because that's, like, the best way to handle difficult bosses in games like this is, to me, to make them optional for people who just want bragging rights. Like, that's, I think that's kind of cool, is that people can just go and fight. Like, I think it's cool that most of the, that a lot of the bosses can be optional, because that means that, like, you know, people will have conversations with each other of, like, oh, did you fight this optional boss? And someone will be like, oh, of course not, you're, like, way too hard. And someone else will be like, oh, I used this trick, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah? Personally, I kind of, I mean, it's cool that you can go and explore another area. I don't think the boss should be optional, though. Um, Well, not all of them are. Okay. Just more so than before, I think. I just feel like, okay, maybe, you know, an optional area to explore to level up a little bit and get a little stronger so you have more of a chance against the boss. Okay. But to just skip it altogether, I feel like that's kind of putting it on easy mode. Yeah. Well, why not Uh, just put it in easy mode then? 
I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. I, I never thought about it like that. Um, and uh, he goes on to say, from software hopes this leads to fewer instances of players getting stuck on a boss battle and not being able to advance the story. But isn't um, that part of the joy of the difficulty, though? Is like the I, bash I your head totally against a right. wall and. But still, well, I see your points. I, I don't know. No, I, mean, I really do see your point. Yeah, you might be right. Um, I mean, I, I got the impression that this would just be... Because uh, traditionally in their games, they usually have, like... Say there's... Uh, and I'm just making this up off the top of my head. Say there's 12 bosses in a game. Uh, like, main story bosses. There may be, like, 12 story bosses. And then, like, there will be, like, two optional bosses. Or, like, okay. three. And they're usually way harder than the story stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? So they're, like, a little exceptionally difficult. So that's nice. Or they hide secret... Or, or, like, they lead to, like... Legendary weapon or something. Exactly. Like, no, some no. special weapon that's that cool. you don't need, but that is cool. Yeah, I get that. You that know? I can... I can get behind that. But to make some of the main bosses optional, to me, seems kind of like... A, why don't you just bank it easy, then? Yeah. Like, if you're trying you know, to really be true point. to form... I really see your point. Because, like, that's what turned me off of so many of these type of games, is, like... Huh. I would play like uh, I did a tiny bit of Bloodborne Dark Souls 3 and then like The Surge and uh, I think there was a couple of others like it's it it's a bit of a shame you never tried Sekiro just because you like samurai stuff yeah have but, you seen the boss fight yeah, with the I horse have. in Sekiro <clears throat> oh um, the horse I don't know he fights a samurai riding around the battlefield on oh yeah horse. totally I have, awesome. I have seen that it's yeah. just really impressive yeah he's got yeah. a Kudao I think or something yeah uh, yeah 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 um, I apologize for interrupting you. No, no, it's cool. Um, I tried these games and like I, I did find bosses like really frustrating, but there are certain bosses like you know die and they have to come back to it. And there were so many of them. It was like I actually had to turn off the game after a certain amount of tries, and then I'd pick it back up and I would do it in like the first shot. Yeah. You know, like I just needed a fresh approach yeah. and like to think on his tactics and how he moved and like when to attack and. That was part of the enjoyment of it. Yeah. It I didn't complete the games, any of them, um, like because I didn't have that motivation to keep going. Yeah. But I feel like that's kind of the appeal of these games, sort of. Yeah. The difficult boss battles. Yeah. And that are like, well, that's what turned me off of going through all of them was just the fact that I don't like these ridiculously hard boss battles that are mandatory to get on to the next part. Yeah. Um, but... It's tough to say. Again, it's like, do you want the pure difficulty? Yeah. Like, is it... How true to form are you trying to be, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I gotta be honest, after hearing you talk about it like this, I kind of feel like I don't know which is better now. You know? Like, yeah. I think yeah. I'd have to see this to see. Fair. I mean, right? very like, fair. Because I really can see the angle of, like... The bosses are only a small percentage of the game, and the most of the hard part and the fun in the game comes from just exploration. Mm-hmm. And the enemies tend to be fairly quite difficult, also, right? And like getting through the enemies and zones can often be just as hard, in some cases, even harder than the actual bosses themselves. Hmm. So I don't know. Like I, I, you know, part of me feels like maybe it doesn't matter that much that the bosses are, or not that they're not hard, but that there's not that many of them that you actually have to get through. Hmm. Right? Like, maybe... I just... I, I always put, like, wildly difficult, frustrating boss battles. Uh, their souls. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just this ridiculous, like, old school games. Yeah. Uh, like like the, Ninja Gaiden kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> you just have to memorize the movement, act accordingly, Yeah. die, and try again. Yeah. Um, and, 
Yeah, put it down for a bit, pick it up again. What's the second name of Edge of Tomorrow? Rinse, rinse, die, repeat. Use no, something, die, live, rinse, die, repeat. repeat. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, like I, I, I don't know. To yeah. me, it just feels like that's kind of I, maybe the appeal to some people. Not to that's what it's for sure the me, appeal to some people. Yeah, yeah. So, I think I think the, the maybe the the perspective that I'm seeing this is potentially a good thing is I guess I just kind of like all his conversation about the idea that they, that this is more open, more free, more blah, 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 blah. Like, I kind of, I feel like I was concerned that it was going to impact the health of the, or the, or rather the, um, sure. the core gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to begin with. But then over time, I'm kind of like coming around to the idea of like, you know what? He, they're sticking so hard to this mantra in all of their interviews and stuff that I'm like, well, maybe... Maybe it'll be okay. Yeah, maybe he does have a really clear vision for... Maybe he wants it to be freeform and open because he values those principles and not because that's just what the... But people want. Exactly. Does I like that make to sense? think... Yeah, no, I, I, don't I get know. it. I like to think, uh, has this guy done anything to make you doubt him? Beyond the questionable release of Dark Souls 2, no. So I think that's one, until that's you're one in six. until you're di- incredibly disappointed by him, maybe you should have some faith in him for putting out such quality shit for so long. I think you're absolutely right. You know? Yeah, and I mean, I got I, I, people don't talk about this enough, and, but Sekiro, yeah, like yeah. Sek- the fact that Sekiro is maybe the hardest game they produced well, is and it, fucking nuts. And added verticality, the last one, right? It Pardon? also added verticality. It changed up the whole format. Right? Huge change, and it was, yeah. and you enjoyed it. For Dark Souls, it's almost like a Resident Evil six to seven level change, where it's like Huge. it's really different. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, those games were not about that at all. Before. So I think whatever he does, it's worth um, you know having faith in him and yeah. Uh, yeah. and and whatever. Yeah. S- complain after. Yeah, uh, complain after you try it. Complaining first is kind of pointless. Yeah. yeah, I mostly just wanted to debunk the fact that uh, he really said absolutely yeah. nothing in yeah. terms of the game's going to be easier. No, just a little bit more accessible, not in the way they mean it, mm. but in the way of, like, there are less things blocking you from progress. Mm. So that a lot of the content is, like, just do if you like. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's going to be really hard. And I really don't, I don't mind the idea of, like, some hard content exists essentially just to be, like, Bragging rights. why'd you do that? Because I could. Yeah, it's like you certain know? trophies. Exactly. Yeah. I actually think that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah You know, like... Oh, did you beat that? Like, I mean, I love the idea of like schoolyard conversations of like, did you find this boss in this place? Mm-hmm. Sometimes the the the, bo- the optional bosses they put are even secrets. Like, hmm. they, like just finding the boss itself is in Bloodborne. Man, like one of the end game bosses is like a huge secret, and it uh, it cuts off a whole portion of the game if you don't find it. You know hmm. what I mean? Like, there's a whole like uh, yeah, there's a whole like mini sort of quest line involved with like. It's more than one boss too, and it's like it's a big secret. Yeah, Jesus, like like finding it is a secret, and then beating it is extremely hard. But if you beat it, you know you get something cool, and you can be like, yeah, I beat that boss. And, yeah. yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. not everybody does. Yeah, you know? no, I think that's a good idea then to have the. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, again, though, I think it's better to just kind of have faith in the man if he's, uh, yeah, sure. or have for faith sure. in the company sure. if they put out such quality already. Yeah, I think it's kind of silly to be uh, worked up about what may be the state of the game. I mean, I absolutely do have faith. I just wanted to, in case Clarify, anybody listening is, it, yeah. is like, concerned about this article, there is just nothing in the actual... <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw a, a title of an article, too, something like that, yeah. you know? Like, and yeah. it was just They're like, just trying to stir the pot. what? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't even care. But I'm just like... Yeah. It, the idea is to get a reaction out of you, you know? And um, Exactly, exactly. I think you should just have faith. Yeah, no, totally. So that's our general discussion. Uh, let's tackle a little bit of news. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing we've got on the list is 
why indie publishers are fed up with PlayStation. Do you want to just listen, like, uh, leap into this? Uh, yeah, 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 sure. I mean, there's a, so there's a really cool Yang Yi um, breakdown of, mm-hmm. prop, I think, the same title. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think I took that from the Yang Yi article, actually. Mm-hmm. There's also an IGN article about the same thing. And the IGN article is kind of cool because uh, it has a little bit more... It looks like the IGN person, Rebecca Valentine, uh, was able to get some more quotes from, uh, like, she reached out to some, develop- some indie de- developers and was able to get right. a few more quotes, which is just kind of neat because there's, like, a bit a bit more people chiming in. Kind of mm-hmm. thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to, um, what's your, what's your you know, your, your gut reaction or, or thoughts on I mean, that? I think it's pretty funny. The, it, was it started by tweets? Um, and they didn't mention any, they didn't mention Sony. Uh, yeah, they call it... Um, System X. Thank you. That yeah. doesn't have Game Pass. <laughs> Plat- Platform X. Platform X. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't have Game Pass. <laughs> A very successful console maker that does not have Game Pass. Like, come on. Like, I, I, thought that, I thought yeah. that was hilarious. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's like, I, I mean, I guess they must have some specific end. Like, they must, they probably can't legally say the name. I don't know why. Well, it's so obvious with it. I mean, it must be some sort of legal detail, I assume. I don't know. Kind of like, it's weird, but it, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, maybe like, <sighs> beats the shit Who out knows? of me. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was hilarious how it was phrased. And, it is um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, fair to uh, for them to be pissed off. I don't know much about development of anything, actually, but yeah. uh, games <laughs> especially. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, indie developers should be... Uh, I mean, I guess I don't really play indie games, but I consider, like, a lot of the games I play, like, smaller studios. Yeah. And, yeah. like... I think that a lot of the games you play would fall into that bracket. The indie category. Well, yeah. they're in the indie sale, they're, they were all there. Sure. In the store. Yeah. So, I They're guess, non... Uh, not AAA games. Yeah, they're not AAA. Yeah. So, um, I think uh, pretty much the best video games, or the coolest uh, video games out there are these... Um, they're the people that roll the dice and take a chance and actually yeah. go in a direction that isn't a hundred percent guarantee. Yeah, and I think they deserve as much support as they can get. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's a complicated issue. I mean, I completely agree with you. You know, we're gonna get into it later, but I've been playing Darkwood, and Darkwood is an indie game mm. with very, very, very little press. You mm. know, like the only press Darkwood was able to. Man, I mean. Like, I did a search the other day for podcasts talking about Darkwood just because I'm into the game and I was like, I would love to hear somebody, like, you know, talk about it, break it down, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And I was able to find one interview, um, which is actually off a really cool podcast I used to listen to called Achievement Oriented uh, that unfortunately went uh, tits up. But um, it was a really great podcast and it had some guys from The Ringer, I think, which is some sort of news sports website. Uh, maybe? I, I I'm familiar. I can't remember. But um, they, they actually did, happened to do an interview with the, the guy. One of the, the there's three. It's a three-man studio. Okay. The guys who did Darkwood. And uh, they did an interview with one of the creators. And it was super cool. Like the, It's this Polish dude and he just talks about he just talks about the game in an extremely unfiltered, like, uh, you know, sense for, like... What he was going for and stuff. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. No, it's really neat. Yeah, they actually talk all about, like, how, like, the, like two out of the three members on the team had uh, had night terrors growing up. And, like, they had, like, significant, like, psychological issues. And they, you know, sort of, like, it, it I guess, informed a lot of the stuff they put into the game. Like, mm. Their own struggles with, like, uh, psychological issues or whatever. That's very so, cool. It's pretty neat, yeah. But it's only these, like, indie games or not AAA games that do this kind of cool shit. And, yeah. like, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there are others. Maybe there are AAA games that do it. No, but there aren't. 
Come on, uh, let's I be mean, fair. Well, it's, I just, I don't know, because I don't play weird. all AAA games. I mean, AAA you know? games innovate sometimes, but take risks like, I would say more like AAA innovates, mm. but does it take risks? Like, for example, uh, the Nemesis system from Shadow of Mortar, Shadow mm-hmm. of Mortar, yeah. um, to me, that was an innovation. Right. Like, was it risky? I Not don't think all. so. I don't But think it so. was an innovation, mm-hmm. right? It was something totally new. That unfortunately got patented, <laughs> but that uh, people could, in theory, uh, use to inform game design. It could advance the the, yeah. the field of game design. Yeah. Right. They do innovate. Yeah, but they rarely take risks. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of like the binaural sound. Um, so like Senua, Ninja Theory, mm. and Crytek. I'm not even sure what that means. Uh, it's uh, two speakers simulating ears. Uh, so the sound comes in accordingly. They record right. basically. Yeah, it's like ears. So uh, in Senua, you have uh, voices in your head. Is it the same thing as stereo? Stereo? I think so. Kind of? Sort of, but I think it's a little bit more up there. Well, you know how you can hear and hunt exactly where somebody is? Right, yeah. That's binaural. I did actually notice that last time we were playing. I was like, oh, shit. That really did come out of the... Oh, it's... It's It's, it's kind of neat. As far as I know, the only two games that really did it uh, were Hunt and Senua. Um, And... It was mind blasting in Senua. Like it absolutely blew my mind. I yeah. was so in awe by it. And um and then Hunt, they actually make it it's like the game revolves around sound. It's a first person shooter, but it revolves really around sound. And like I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't see AAA studios doing that kind of stuff. And I think these people need to be supported more. Yeah. Like also you know. I don't even know how I heard about Sen. Uh, it was Hellblade, actually. Yeah. Senua's Sacrifice. Yeah. Hellblade. I have no clue how I heard about it. Yeah. Um, Hunt either, but it certainly wasn't from advertising on PlayStation. Well, the irony is that like these are the kinds of games that like actually have enough uh, sort of like weight with the, the the industry that they don't really need the help. Like they can find their own other ways, mm. right? But it's like what the um. So to come back to what was actually said for a second, just because I don't yeah, think yeah, we yeah. actually we said didn't. too much what it really was. But um, it was a conversation kicked off by and again I'm taking this from the IGN article, although the Yang Yi video does an extremely uh, good jo- good job of summarizing. The conversation was kicked off by Neon Doctrine co-founder Ian Garner, who wrote a Twitter thread criticizing. Platform X, like we said before, which was a quote-unquote very successful console and does not have Game Pass. Uh, Garner's thread, basically it's a big thread. Uh, You can look this up, it's pretty much everywhere. It's a big thread about all the objections uh, to the indie, to the process of getting games on PlayStation for an independent studio. And they compare and contrast that a lot to similar experiences with both Nintendo and and, uh, Microsoft. And right. Steam, Steam, right? like Steam, other, other platforms. Steam, I think, is is significantly better than the others. I believe. Uh, no, it actually seems really? like. Well, it depends on. I mean, uh, there's a lot of like uh, analog information in the article, and not a lot of like actual numbers. But yeah, Steam is better in some ways. Um, For indies, uh, specifically, is what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, not, there don't. was. I mean, there was. Maybe you're thinking of at some point in time there was discussion of like he mentioned the fact that wish listing doesn't help on most people's platforms. Like you can wish list games that is. on. It's a Essentially, like when you like stuff, you know how okay. when you go to like well, I mean, thumbs we, up, we laugh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but that could be actually a, a useful metric for trying to give more uh, spotlight to indie games that get a lot of thumbs up, right? Like, it's not that bad a way of like uh, uh, expressing interest in stuff if 
people actually did things with it. Mm-hmm. But people don't do things. The problem is that, um, yeah, the whole, like, wish listing, thumbs up, whatever, liking. If I, I mean, I'm not sure I understand this, but I think that's what it's it's trying to say. Is like, when you thumbs up something on PlayStation, or, like, I think there's a similar system for, like, uh, Xbox and probably... Nintendo? Does Nintendo have that, too? Now I'm not sure, but I know that what it means on Steam, or at least what I think it means on Steam, is that when you wish list something, it just means, like, you're indicating that you would like to see it come to fruition. Hmm. And it, it is a process that's actually used in Steam. Like they do use the fact that, like, if you get, a, if you can get a lot of whatever wish list people doing your liking your thing, then that does uh, mean that you might get more support from uh, from Steam hmm. or more chance of being published. I don't know if getting published is. Uh, I think getting published on Steam is not guaranteed. Like okay. it's not. It's not like. Yeah, I think Apple has one of the most, like, if you want to publish a game on Apple, it's going to get published. Hmm. Like, it's not, you know, you may not have any press. Like, probably no one's going to give a shit about you, but you're going to get on the platform. That okay. that part's not going to be hard, hmm. right? But I think for that varies for all the different platforms. Like, I think right. Steam, Steam at one point in time was getting pretty notorious for, it used to be a haven for indie developers. And then recently, I say recently, I probably last heard about this stuff, like, say, maybe three to five years ago. Um, people were starting to say that it's actually really, really, this is only because I was at that time trying to think about making an indie game, so I was really paying a lot of attention. Right, right, yeah. And uh, yeah, people were saying that um, Steam was becoming really, really caustic to get, just hard to get games on, period. Mm. So such that like only games that, like indie games that were getting a lot of traction with like the outside media, or not media, that's a bad way of putting it, but more like traction with like the the outside sphere like either you know they're, social media yeah right. they're popular on Facebook or like like people are talking about them in forums like only those games were getting easily onto Steam and people who had trouble generating that kind of attention were having a lot more it wasn't a guarantee that they would even get on the platform hmm. like to sell their game right okay okay so you know all that to say um, that was a little long winded but. Uh, yeah, there's also, there's a funny, um, I think one of the other developers who chimed in on this thread uh, does a pie chart at one point in time of like how much percentage of their games come from PlayStation compared to other, yeah, let me find this real quick. Um, so there's another guy, uh, this is Matthew White, and who he works for, uh, he works at uh, Whitehorn Digital, sorry. Uh, and he did a breakdown on Twitter, which he calls a, a quote-unquote totally hypothetically definitely not real breakdown of his revenues <laughs> by platform. Uh, the pie chart doesn't have percentages, but it doesn't say the percentage, but you can see the slices of pie. And he writes, uh, again, kind of like, I can't, and it's it's unclear if this is because he is um, operating on some sort of similar uh, legal... Uh, gag order or something. Yeah, gag order as the other guy, or if he's just being funny to like... Be funny. Like to mirror the other guy's post, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I don't, kind of like the other guy, he calls the different people, so he does a pie chart. Uh, he, one of the, the, the green pie is Proficient Sergeant which is uh, clearly a reference to Master Chief of Halo, okay. right? So that's supposed to mean, well, I mean, everybody assumes it means Microsoft. Um, then there's Plumber Without a Wrench, which is Nintendo. Uh, there's Gabe, which is, I guess, Gabe Newell of uh, Valve, right, for Steam. <laughs> and then there's Nolan North, because Nolan North, isn't he the voice actor that's in, like, almost every single one of PlayStation's games? I have no idea about... <laughs> I wouldn't be able to tell you... As, the Plumber Without a Wrench... <laughs> Maybe if I thought about it for a while. Um, the rest of them, forget Profession about it. Proficient Sergeant, Master Chief? No clue. Halo's Master Chief? Not a chance. Ah, you really, anyways. I played the hell out of Halo, and I never would have got that. <laughs> Proficient Sergeant? 
I wouldn't have gotten it without the context of the other ones. Yeah, fair enough. But with that, with the wrench one, yeah, there's yeah. a possibility. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's would. like kind of like the wrench one is the that gives it the whole thing away, mm -hmm. and then you can you can uh, figure it out. Yeah, yeah, you put the pieces together of the other ones. But yeah, so in this guy's breakdown of how their revenue goes, it's kind of interesting because you can actually see the largest slice of the pie comes from Nintendo. More than 50% uh, of their total sales. The second largest slice of the pie comes from uh, Microsoft, which is, I don't know, it looks like roughly, whatever, 33%-ish. And then there's an extremely small slice uh, for both Steam and PlayStation. Hmm. The Steam one is actually even ever so slightly bigger than the PlayStation one. So PlayStation is the platform that they made the least amount of their revenue on. Hmm. And what I thought was kind of fascinating was that the pie slice was so giant for Nintendo. I was like, wow, that's kind of pretty really massive. Cool. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't, I didn't realize that like, I've long considered the Nintendo Switch store to be kind of a shit show. I don't know if any of the stores are organized particularly well, but I think PlayStation is kind of bad. And then compared to Nintendo, I think PlayStation is, looks a lot better than, than Nintendo because Nintendo's is like, it's a total nightmare. If you're trying to find stuff, man, for, like, indie shit, it's, like, a total nightmare. Like, I don't... It's weird, man. Yeah, it's okay. like... If you're not watching the new releases, like, every week, finding a game after a new release window because really? you can search for new releases is, like... You can't search A to Z? Well, yeah, you can do A to Z, but it's, like, it's like 500 titles or something, Okay. Right? And it's, we like, if you do, like, action games, it's, like, you're gonna get, like... No, but you can't just punch in the title of the game. Oh, you can punch in the title of the game, but that's not what I mean by browsing. I mean, right? Like, yeah, no, it doesn't pop up. When you're browsing like a storefront, yeah, 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 it doesn't organize things well. Mm -hmm. You know, like even when you look at sales in the in Nintendo Switch, it'll do weird stuff. Like it'll put like a total nobody game that nobody gives a shit about that's released for two dollars and is on eighty percent off for like twenty five cents. That's obviously like a cash grab, in the same level as like stuff like Hollow Knight that's on sale. You know what I mean? Like, it's just organized really weird. Okay. And like, anyways, it's a little bit difficult to find things. Fair enough. Basically. I don't know. I don't really have that much to say about this. I don't even... Than... I, I know nothing about video game development. That's you. Um... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're right to say that these games do need support. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, uh, most of the exciting stuff in the industry does come from independent games, uh, which totally makes sense because they're obviously the ones who are willing to take risks because they have much smaller, uh, you know, it's like they both um, have smaller teams and they're willing to... T to. They have more of a vision uh, and the ability to follow it. Yeah, the ability to follow it. They lack the constraints of, mm -hmm. uh, of a lot of AAA studios in yeah. that they have to do certain things or, mm -hmm. they, you know, you can't do XYZ because AAA games don't do that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have the freedom to, like, actually innovate. Follow their dreams. In a way that <laughs> other people don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I completely agree with you that it's like, it's kind of sad that these people are complaining so much that, so basically this, the, you know, the articles are saying, sorry, the Twitter posts are saying that PS4 is so bad, or PlayStation, sorry. Um, and I guess my angle is a little bit like, I, I don't know if it's really, I feel a little bit like this is just the problem of indie games hmm. and is not necessarily so much the problem of PlayStation, you know what I mean? Or Sony in particular. Yeah. Because they're pointing out a lot, if you go into, I think, in Yang Yi's uh, breakdown, he was also saying a lot how, you know, people were, the way people discussed, like, the conversation around indies, it a lot of the time revolves around the fact of, you know, whoever is doing the shittiest, whoever's losing the console war is always the nicest to indies. Hmm. And it's been like that for a long time. Okay. Like, the pendulum is always swinging according to, like, who's on top, who's on the bottom kind of thing. Because when you get... Like, I a little bit think this whole thing is kind of like, yeah, it sucks that PlayStation treats them really badly. 
um, and that doesn't give them a lot of support, makes them pay exorbitant fees for like getting their games on the store. If they want any promotion whatsoever, they have to pay like 25 G's in addition to like massive cuts of their revenues, blah, blah, blah. And it's not even clear what promotion that'll get them, you know, like bad messaging. Yeah. It takes months to answer their, their queries. This all sucks. But I also am not convinced it's anything that's sort of even remotely out of the ordinary for a studio. I mean, a, a, a entity as large as yeah. Sony. Yeah, fair right? enough. Of course, the AAA games get all their attention. Yeah. Of course, the only thing you see advertised on the store is the AAA games. My perspective is from, from a long time has been like the way to get the message out about, about indie games is shit like this. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I talk about indie games yeah. on a podcast. Yeah. Is because it's really important and and that's how I. Well, get... it's not in your face as much, right? No, like I no. mean, uh, although I, you all. know what? Now that I. <sighs> yeah, shit like Hollow Knight gets that kind of stuff, but now it's hard to mention it though. Like uh, thinking about it. I have actually come across a few. I think I must check the indie section in the PlayStation Store. Yeah. Because I have actually come across quite a few cool indies there. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they are. Uh, well, you, if you actually go to the indie section. I think uh, well, they, there was an indie sale recently, and it was like yeah. fucking huge. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of this, this uh, these people talking about this, some of the information is antiquated, like from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It's possible that they're a little bit better than they used to be. They're mostly just saying, I feel like it's a thing where it's kind of like, for every one of those that you see there, there's like a hundred that... Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? But I mean, you gotta look at it too as like, they're a company. Um, That's my perspective. They look at numbers. They're too big. They look at numbers yeah. and they act accordingly. Yeah. And it sucks. Like, of course they don't give a shit. Right. That, you, that your game is not getting pressed. Right. Like, that's like, not, it's not relevant to them, really. Well, I mean, know? who? Like, one game brings them in millions of dollars, one game doesn't. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. and if this is a trend, then let's continue in a way that makes us more money. Yeah. Because that's what we're here to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think like it, it does suck. It does, it right? Does. We're not trying to say it doesn't. It's just I just don't think it's that Big weird. business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, I it's mean, like what do you want? I'm you trying. Know? I'm comparing it to like trying to get a record deal at a record company or something as a musician. You know, like yeah, I can't imagine that being particularly easy. Yeah, um, to get signed by you know whatever. Yeah. Again, I also have no idea about this. Yeah, I'm just thinking like. You know, these people make money off yeah. of whatever, and yeah. they know what makes money. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Complain, I guess, if you want, but you might be uh, you might be screwing yourself a little bit. I don't know. I, I mean, I totally get what these people are saying. I just also feel like the way that I've gotten information about... I mean, listen, I like indie games. As a person who likes indie games, the way I've got my information about them has never been through the big companies. Mm-hmm. That's that was clear from a long time ago, right? But I'm thinking of like the new release games, mm-hmm. like uh, not they're not all most of the time they're not all AAA. Like they no, have a lot of like still there. they're yeah. there. You can see them, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty. I mean, like that should be good enough, right? I mean, you know, if it's I, popping uh, up in the you yeah. know upcoming releases, and you have a, I mean, maybe if you not go in the new releases indie, list. Yeah. Like it, it, it won't be on the main page, but if no, you go no, but like releases. even even upcoming releases, like I know right now it's Dying Light, and just before it was Rust and Chivalry Two. Yeah, neither but, of those are AAA games. Oh, uh, and they popped up regularly. They kind of are, and for purposes of this argument, 
You know what I mean? Like they're not talking about games that successful. No, well, I mean, obviously. like Chivalry Two is like it's it's it's, it's a huge sequel to something that was huge indie games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's new like, to the system. They're talking right? about stuff like Darkwood. Yeah, fair enough. The, fair and enough. Darkwood is actually probably even a bad example because it it got a fair amount of like a lot of uh, publications still at least in at least in reviews mm. and sometimes had small articles about it. Mm. I don't know why that one got to the top, but yeah, you know. Yeah. Still, like, nothing like other stuff, right? Like, nothing like Chivalry 2, for example, or, like, Hollow Knight, uh, but... Um, I do remember seeing Hollow Knight there, too. Yeah, Hollow Knight was... The, sure. Like, in this, like, yeah. 100%. But know? that's, like, you know, for each Hollow Knight, there's, like, 10 to 20... Probably way more, right? Extremely generic Metroidvanias. Or even Metroidvanias that have something going for them, but just not as good as Hollow Knight. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I think when... I think my thought of indie world. is just not AAA... But yeah. that isn't actually indie, I don't think, a lot of the time, right? Like well, you it said. depends on how you use the word. Right. right In right, some right, senses, right. yes. You know, yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. But I think for the purposes of what they're discussing, what they mean is like they don't mean games like Chivalry 2 or Ark. Mm-hmm. Because even though those are kind of indie, um, they get press. Yeah. Because they're big enough. They're right? pretty big, yeah. They mean kind of like people who are very small potatoes in terms of like who's paying attention to them and how much of an audience they like have. Like the forest. Kind of like the forest, exactly. Yeah. 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 Anyways... So I think we'll take a, a short break. Yep. Um, and we'll come back and we'll burn through some other... Uh, Quick, fast. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the attitude you got to take on the podcast, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're back. Yeah, I took a little break. take in real life. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to have a... You know, with stuff like this, you have to... It's part of the whole... In order to believe that you should be doing a thing like uh, any creative work, like writing a book, you know, doing a mm. podcast, making a video game. You have to believe that for some reason your ideas have enough value that they should be widely distributed amongst the masses. Oh, I don't There's believe that There's an inherent have... level of... Oh, I don't believe that my ideas have, or my opinions have value at all. <laughs> I uh, do. But they're just, <laughs> they're just opinions. Yeah. So yeah. you can't tell me that I'm wrong because it's my opinion. You can tell me that you disagree with me, but again, it's just like I'm just throwing it out there. Like, I think that's already a strength of conviction that some people don't have. I mean, right? I don't know. And it's like that's what you need to have. Like a, mm. I mean, this is sounding really stupid, but have a voice. You know, <laughs> it's like that's kind of what, it's sort of a prerequisite kind of. Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah, we're back, and we're gonna we're gonna tackle a few more topics, uh, but not too many because we really sort of uh, what's the expression? Wet, wet the wet the bed? Something boat? Sunk the boat? No, there's gotta be a good one there. Screwed the pooch. Well, that's slacking off. Something when you you know you did something. Well, yes, I, I, I get the screwing the pooch thing is just uh, slacking off, you know. So I had yeah. a boss from yeah. Maritimes, and I remember Connor fell asleep in the bathroom taking a shit, and boss came out in the back and said, "Where's Connor?" So guy's in the bathroom. Twenty minutes later, he came out in the back again and said, "Where the fuck is Connor?" He's still in the bathroom. What? <laughs> he went downstairs and fucking started banging on the door and said, Quit fucking the dog in there! <laughs> <laughs> and Connor came out with the fucking lines on his forehead because he did fall asleep. Oh, God. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so fucking the dog is one. Uh, <laughs> screwing the pooch is the nice way of saying that. But, well, we yeah. really fucked the dog. Uh, mm. <laughs> just kind of a little all over the place. <laughs> so apologies for being all over the place. We'll try to keep it together. Um, so yeah, we had... Next on our list, um, our number two uh, was there was a new Dying Light 2 Stay Human... Stay Human... God. Yeah, Stay Human. <laughs> you Stay Human, Dying Light. Uh, there was a new Dying Light 2 Stay Human Monsters gameplay trailer. Yeah. Uh, it's probably cool. Uh, we feel that we have talked up Dying Light 2 enough. 
we're just going to skip, we're going to gloss over that. Well, I mean, there if, is a new cool trailer out there. If you played Dying Light, then you probably are aware there's a second one. Exactly. There's a new trailer. If you're super hyped about Dying Light and you want to see more footage, just go check it out. Yeah. Um, we don't really need to be more sold. We're relatively sold already. I'm going to buy it. I mean... I'm not sure that I'm going to buy it, but I am definitely paying very close attention to it. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Co-op? Um, zombies? Fuck yeah. It does sound pretty... I really hope they have classes. I don't even care. They probably won't. I don't But I really care. hope they will. All right. Well, yeah. I, I, I need stuff like that, too. I like classes. I know. I know. I you like you need cosmetics, too. <laughs> I definitely need cosmetics. <laughs> They're pretty good with their cosmetics. No, okay. They have decent cosmetic support. Um, so moving on to number three. Uh, this is a Dead Space remake in the works at Motive. Um, so this is one that we're both, I think, pretty psyched to talk about. I don't have much to say on it, but other than it's fucking amazing. It's and, fucking amazing. Uh, I mean, how long... Wait, 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 back up. We need to set it up. All right, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Set it up, set it up. No, 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 I mean, you can set it up if you want, Uh, but someone needs to say what it is. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) We run into that problem sometimes. (laughs) This is a comment we used to get on our podcast that um, we just launch into things sometimes, Mm. assuming that everyone knows exactly what we're talking about, when really we give no context. Much like the texts from uh, my my, my girlfriend's sister. Right, right. We maybe give no context context whatsoever for what's going on. Fair enough. So basically, uh, yeah, there's two related things here. There's a VentureBeat article... Uh, headlines Dead Space Remake is in the works at Motive um, written by Jeff Grubb this came out July 1st uh, very recent and then we appended uh, just a few days earlier than that there was also some news this I got off videogamer.com where the Assassin's Creed Valhalla director leaves Ubisoft and joins EA Motive these are related yeah I mean that's basically it the Assassin's Creed guy Valhalla director he was uh, the the lead designer for AC Origins Mm -hmm. Uh, then the, crea- the creative director for Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, has just left Ubisoft after 16 years to join EA Motive. And then it was rumored at the time that maybe that was for a new Dead Space game. Then this Dead Space news came out a couple of days later. The Dead Space game is confirmed. So do we know it's him? Uh, well, I guess <laughs> Did they we ever don't... say it? I mean, I guess we don't know <laughs> that. I mean, we can assume, but, but... you know what they say about that, right? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean... Unfortunately, thanks to an ex-colleague of mine, I do. That's a really good question. I mean, they don't explicitly call out his name in the... But, I mean, if he's now... Well, you put these two things together, yeah, and, I mean, I mean it's a very fair assumption. Motive. It's a pretty fair I assumption. I think it's a fair assumption. Yeah, I mean, you, you can only assume that he was doing that transition so that he could... Yeah, you actually you raised a really good point. I don't recall ever seeing in the news articles that it was his name. Maybe it is linked in other stuff, and I just didn't notice. Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh... But we're assuming that he's going to be the one working on the new Dead Space game. Uh, that would be cool. Or new re- remake, reboot, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the reboot, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. Uh, the other thing that we were talking about ages ago... Uh, Calypso Protocol. Calypso Protocol is uh, is something new in the Dead Space world, right? Exactly, yeah. Calypso Protocol is a new game by the creator of Dead Space. Right. As, so... a, as a spiritual successor, as a new Dead Space game. Okay. But he's not at that company anymore and he can't use the IP... So he's making a new thing. I'm just going to look up real quick here. Yeah, Callisto Protocol, it's being developed by Striking Distance Studios, which is, I think, yeah, the new studio uh, founded by Glenn Schofield, who is Dead Space. He is Dead Uh, Space. Glenn Schofield was Dead Space. He made a new studio, Striking Distance, just to make this uh, new new Dead Space game, which he's calling Calypso Protocol. Was he all Dead Space? Or was he Dead Space 1? Because maybe he's just Dead Space 3, and then we don't really care about him, right? I enjoyed it, but... That's a great question. Yeah. Um, wow. Wow, he has got... Dude, fucking Glenn Schofield worked on Blood Omen 2 Legacy of Kane. I love that game. Dude, Legacy of Kane? Yeah. 
Was that the one where you're like the vampire dude? Yeah. Holy fuck. I played that on PS1. Me too. Um, that was the coolest It was amazing. Game. Right? Yeah, where you could throw those like dark things, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you could suck giant... people's blood like from a distance. And then, yeah, that was amazing. It was amazing. I yeah, love that. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> he, was, he was game director. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that's fucking awesome. All right. Uh, yeah, and he also, in terms of Dead Space, oh, fascinating. Uh, it's only the first Dead Space. That's so all that matters. The only good one. Well, <laughs> well, I enjoy the others. I'm being harsh. I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I enjoy the, the others, but that's known as the good one, right? The masterpiece one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the others are good, but and not that's as what merciful. I was. That's what I was curious about. I was like, oh, the Dead Space guy, but if he's the Dead Space three guy, then I don't really give a shit. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if he didn't work no, on Dead you. Space one, but yeah. he's the Dead Space one guy. Yeah. He worked on Legacy of Kane. Yeah. Callisto Protocol. God, I missed that. Is going to be on un- so much. I haven't thought about that in years. Callisto Protocol is going to be off the hook. Um, it could be pretty cool. Nah, I'm like, cool. yeah, I mean, he... the first time we talked about this, we were really psyched. Right? Yeah, we but really I didn't psyched. know he did Legacy of Kane. Neither did I. Dude! <laughs> Dude! I can't believe we both loved that game. That's so rare. <laughs> that was hella fun. It was hella fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, anyways, yeah, so back to the article. EA Motive, who the Assassin's Creed Valhalla director, Eric Babtizat. Uh, Baptizat uh, just joined. Uh, EA Motive is now going to make a new Dead Space game. Mm-hmm. And Motive is the guys that they co-developed uh, Battlefront 2, uh, which had a rocky start, but apparently a very good finish. Uh, and they soul-developed Star Wars Squadrons, which came out recently that I think is really cool. And I think we both think is really cool. I never played it. But it's I, kind of not our style. It seems neat. Um... Yeah, it sounds extremely good from everything that I've seen. I mean, I did play it very briefly, and I thought it seemed totally good. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. Um, They're making a dis- new Dead Space game. Yeah, I um, I really, I, I hope it's. I saw something in the article about it, maybe being similar to how Capcom did the Resident Evil remake. Yeah, they're sort of, I think, um, theorizing that they're taking a page out of the Capcom playbook. The, yeah, RE2 remake. Here's hoping. Yeah. Right, because yeah, you totally. said that was a masterpiece. It's incredible. Yeah, it's really, it really is the. It should be the blueprint for how you remake a game. From so, like 20 years ago kind of thing. So here's hoping. And if they do that with Dead Space, uh, I think that's uh, pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, you're absolutely right. Yeah, And I mean, I'm not that big a fan of Dead Space 1, although I did play it, uh, I got about 60-70% through. Mm-hmm. I got stuck on a boss uh, on a difficulty level that right. was... Right, I remember this Yeah, it was a really good difficulty level for most of the game, mm-hmm. and then suddenly... Single boss. There was a huge spike. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't know if I can... But I found it really tough to play uh, psychologically. Yep. It was stressful and scary. And... uh, I think I'll save the Darkwood conversation for another time, but Darkwood is similar. Mm. It's tough to play psychologically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those games are hard, man. Hunt was at the beginning, too. Um, Yeah. Solo. Uh, And even as a team, Uh, it lightens up. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I hear uh, you. But yeah, here's hoping that they do actually uh, do this remake like Resident Evil did. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah, Calypso Protocol. I mean, it really sounds like, a, yeah, I mean, well, you were saying earlier that, you know, you're thinking, I was a little bit like, I was feeling kind of like it's a bit of a large sort of middle finger to um, this uh, Schofield gentleman because... Seems like it could be, yeah. Well, because they, you know, just because they waited so long. <laughs> yeah. Like, they did nothing with Dead Space for forever when everyone was clamoring for, like, please make another Dead Space because people loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just did sweet fuck all. And then suddenly Glenn Schofield announces and he's, like, finally, like, okay, you know what? I'll just make a new studio. We'll make another Dead Space. It's called Calypso Protocol. 
everybody simmer down, you know. And then right after that happens, essentially, like, this is, it did not happen that long ago. It was like months ago. Yeah, it really like, was less than half a year. Yeah, you know, I think so. And then now, right now, they're like, okay, we'll do another one. It's a little bit like, uh, come on, guys. A little but, bit, but I feel like again, if they're going the same route as Resident Evil, I don't feel there was too much of a time difference between Resident Evil Two Remake and Resident Evil Seven. I mean, that's correct. Yeah, they came out very close to each other, and I don't feel like either one took away from the other. You know? Yeah. Um, so they I kind of I, were like operating in a different yeah, different world. They they do yeah. different things, and I kind of hope like this is or yeah, I kind of hope that this is similar situation. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely the right way to look at it. And I mean, I love uh, I love Origins. Uh, I haven't tried Valhalla, yeah. but uh, I yeah. really appreciated the change to the the combat system, the changes that happened. Four origins in the whole series. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and um, I don't know. I, I I I'd like to see what this guy does. Yeah, I got even more excited when I saw that the um, the AC guy was going, looking like, or at least looks like he was going specifically to do this also hmm. to help them with this. Because I'm like, that's cool. Like it's like a different. Yeah, I mean, you know, like AC's gameplay is significantly different from uh, Dead Space. So yep. I think that sounds really good because it's like a, someone with a different perspective and because the IP is like so established already in terms of what it should do mm-hmm. so that I feel like in this case, you know, there's less chance of him completely reinventing it in a way that's bad and more a chance of just like he might add some stuff. Adding a cool tweak to it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because it seems like he's, you know, he's very good at the gameplay loop of AC, right? Well, they... and if he's the one that, I don't know how much he had to do with the change in the combat system in from the other Assassin's Creed's two origins, but there was a big difference. Like, it, things changed up. Multiple weapons, you could, you know, like, they really switched a lot up. Yeah. And um, if they bring that change to Dead Space, uh, whereas, like, I don't even know. I, I do want some resemblance to the original, but maybe more like the Resident Evil thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I didn't like play... RE2, RE2 Remake? Yeah, I didn't play yeah. RE2 Remake, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. And yeah. it looked like just a better version of the original, right? Like, I Yeah, mean, you can't really have a better blueprint for how to do that. Yeah. It just seemed like it was holding true to form. Yeah. Um, but apparently it was adding new stuff too, right? Um, uh, totally, yeah. So, yeah. so here's hoping that happens with Dead Space. And, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth keeping your eyes uh, eyes on and uh, Same here. Calypso Protocol as well. Yeah, totally. No, totally. Yeah, I'm actually, it's a little weird, but I'm very excited to see both of these things. Yeah, I, I kind of want to compare them. that often that that happens. <laughs> I kind of want to compare them. Yeah, usually there's a clear like, well, this one's exciting and this one's a little like... You right, know, but, but this is like, oh, well, who's going to get there first? I just don't know. It's, <laughs> exactly, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's also a really epic face-off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the... Uh, it's Dead like the, Space himself. Yeah, Dead Space himself <laughs> versus the EA juggernaut are going to yeah. go head to head and try yeah, to make yeah, a successful yeah. battle Dead of the Space Titans. Game. It I really is. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Anyways, cool. It's uh, it's exciting news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, uh, we'll we'll definitely be watching that one. Um, so that brings us to number four, which is Konami announces partnership with Bloober Team amid Silent Hill rumors. Mm-hmm. This is off an IGN article of the same name. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Bloober Team, responsible for the Medium, Blair Witch, and o- Observer. You familiar with any of those? None. Uh, I know Blair Witch was got a really significant, it's kind of like a, I think, adventure horror game. Like, mostly just story. Okay. But it got pretty good uh, reviews, it reviewed quite well. It sounded like it was quite nice. Um, the medium I think is supposed to be good but I don't really know and Observer 
is a weird psychological horror game that, again, these are all not my style, but they got a lot of really good press. Wow. Um, and Observer also uh, reviewed quite well critically. I think Observer um, does a little bit of sort of boundary pushing too. Like it's a little different, hmm. a little bit, a bit more offbeat than than usual stuff. Um, so yeah, so that's Bloober Team. Uh, Konami and Bloober Team just announced a strategic cooperation agreement that will see the two companies developing games together, adding weight to the rumors that the Polish studio is working on. I guess Bloober Team is Polish. That the Polish studio is working on a new Silent Hill game. Um, as detailed on Bloober's investor relations website, the partnership will include jointly de jointly developing selected contents and exchanging know-how. Konami's uh, Hideki Hayakawa uh, said that the Betnership, I think that's supposed to say partnership, would combine Bloober's, Bloober's team and our respective char characteristics and strengths to create high-quality contents. Konami's own corporate statement implies any collaboration between the two companies is not yet finalized. We will announce information once details are decided. Uh, no specific projects have been detailed, but speculation and rumor point to a new silent, have pointed to a new Silent Hill game for some time. Oh yeah, and there's one final thing here. Bloober has previously said that it is working on a new horror IP with a quote-unquote very famous publisher, <laughs> hmm. sparking rumors of a new Silent Hill project. Silent Hill composer Akira Yamaoka has separately teased that his latest project will be announced this summer, calling it, quote-unquote, the one you're kind of hoping to hear about. Um, Yamaoka also previously worked with Bloober, although it's not clear if that relationship is ongoing. That's pretty much it. So that's the, that's the news story. Bloober, Blue Box, Silent Hill. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the real question is, where does this all line up with the crazy Silent Hill rumors? Uh, we got to tie it into the conspiracy somehow. This seems like way more actual concrete information that there may be making a Silent Hill game that would be, in theory, the exciting person that you know that they're working with is obviously Hideo Kojima. And it seems way more concrete than all the other sort of like conspiracy theory nonsense. Yeah. But at the same time... That's really weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't I don't really know what to make of this anymore, man. I have no idea. I uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. I'm mostly just really excited to see this is I mean, this is this Silent Hill legacy thing is like the most exciting video game stuff in like It's pretty funny. It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what's really funny is I didn't even play Silent Hill. Like um I didn't play PT. I didn't like I it's, played Silent it's Hill really, 1. It's really not my thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I heard good things about it, but just not for me. Yeah, um, no, totally. But I am very interested in what's going on. I'm so curious. Same know? here, man. Yeah, I mean, again, we are allegedly going to find out about this. The whole thing should be either bunked or debunked, is bunk a word? It should be figured out either way in August because that's when Blue Box Studios has continuously delaying their trailer reveal, mm -hmm. right? It was supposed to be July, then it was later in July, then it was later in July, finally, now it's delayed to August. So, right, so there's no reason to think it'll be, actually be in August. Probably not. Really? No. I mean, uh, if we're going by <clears throat> the way things have gone, I mean, you would kind of be crazy to think that it's going to be... But I be... kind of feel like if they don't have it in August, now no one's going to believe they're actually working on a game anymore. You Maybe. know what I mean? Maybe. Like, no one's going to... like Because... I'm assuming that this whole conspiracy theory thing is wrong. I want it to be right, but I'm assuming it's wrong. Mm -hmm. So that means that what we were actually going to see is their, I still think, somewhat exciting abandoned game. Yeah. And I realized last time we did the episode that I keep saying abandoned game. The game is actually called abandoned. Mm -hmm. It's not an abandoned game. Right, right, That right. was probably really confusing for people. <laughs> I was talking to my buddy about the whole conspiracy thing after, and I realized he was thinking I meant 
an abandoned game. Yeah, I kept saying <laughs> abandoned, and he's like, oh, the game was abandoned? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm so sorry, the game is called abandoned. <laughs> but in theory, like I was saying, if you assume it's all false, then they really are working on abandoned, because they're a real indie developer on a small game that looks vaguely like The Forest to me, or at least I was getting thoughts of The Forest. I mm. love The Forest. And I'm like, so that's great, because if it's false, that means they're working on abandoned. But if they release nothing in August... Then it's like, is anyone going to take what they're having, what they're having to say seriously after that? You know. But I mean, I mean, why would anybody be taking what they say seriously now? Dude, I mean, the whole story is just so goddamn weird. No, but I mean, like, like again, after so many delays and stuff, who really cares one more? But again, know? yeah, I suppose. But also, it's like they allegedly have this PlayStation app that's going to be downloaded just for yeah, this thing. Yeah, that is very weird. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, will PlayStation tolerate this going on that much longer? You know what I mean? Mm. Like. Yeah, I get it's it. so strange. Like I don't know, I don't know. Anyways, so all that to say, maybe maybe the Secret Silent Hill game is actually coming out of Bluebird Studios, okay. and we will just have to see. And maybe Bluebird is another some weird language for blue box or something like that. <laughs> maybe we know? should we need to put Bluebird into the hey, maybe, into the old Google Translate. Hey, maybe it's like uh, I don't know some ancient language, you know, or maybe it's uh, some some video game language. Maybe it's Dothraki. It's a really weird name for a studio, man. Bluebird. Yeah. Like you were saying, maybe it's just some strange European name, and it's like sounds, sounds totally normal. For I tried like to Google Dutch it, people or and like blooper came up. Like they're uh, supposed to be Polish. Polish I should yeah. try. It. Let's just translate. We're gonna translate blooper, Google Translate. I mean, just in case. Yeah, nothing came. I bl- it autocorrected uh, to blooper for me. Turkish to Japanese. Let's try that. Wait, no, Polish. Blooper. Chimamire. Okay, well, there you go. It's debunked. <laughs> it's not that. If you, if you put the bloomer into Polish to Japanese, it just says Chimamire. I don't know. What if you put... What about every language? What if you put bloomer from Japanese to Polish? Nah. Bloomer <laughs> from Polish to English? What if you invert the letter and flip it to the other side and then... Translates to bloody. That's weird. In what? English. Blue- from Polish to English. It's a little weird, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well anyways <laughs> I mean we'll presumably find out soon who is actually working on it looks like someone is working on the Silent Hill game uh, <laughs> maybe I who guess knows? Yeah. who knows we'll, we'll see we'll see uh, but listen that's all we got for that uh, final topic uh, I wanted to just give a really quick shout out to Risk of Rain mm. mostly because Risk of Rain is Risk of Rain 2 Risk of Rain 1 was also good but not nearly as cool um risk of rain 2 is a game that i like very much uh, and basically they have uh, a new anniversary update that's out i pretty much just wanted to take the opportunity to plug the game because i don't think it gets enough press and i kind of wish more people would play it i actually was thinking about trying to convince you to play it maybe because it's a multiplayer only game and it's like it's just an action game i like i might show you a trailer later yeah yeah see if it's something you um yeah, I was thinking of like maybe if we get if I can get a team of like three people playing, it could be fun. I don't yeah. know. It's just like dumb uh, action, like you know, guns blazing, like pure action, no story. Like, it's fun. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. And this game is an indie game. It's a little on the expensive side. Like it's um, I think it's forty dollars okay. plus tax, which is a lot for an indie game. That's like just arcades. I think some people think. I actually yeah, don't yeah. think it's that much, but it's not twenty, which is what a lot of games yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it has uh, couch co-op, but it's got online co-op. Uh, I was playing this with my buddy uh, Matt uh, for a while, and we both thought it was really cool. I didn't play a lot, but I really, really enjoyed what I what I did do. Um, and uh, basically, I just think this game is really cool because they just keep doing these massive updates. Like Risk of Rain 2, I have noticed getting continual content updates. 
I always pay attention and like I always see when the updates happen and I check on the internet and I'm like oh shit they just added a new character they just added a new level they just added new skills for this character like they've added something like I don't know six I think the game shipped with like three or four characters and they've added like four to six more as time went by <laughs> and this anniversary update wait did I get that right uh yeah this is the anniversary update I assume this is the one year anniversary update I can't remember um but it's an anniversary update on PS4 and Xbox One and it adds an entirely new class again uh they added the, the bandit survivor who actually looks kind of like a wild west gunslinger sort of nice um and they added a new boss they completely reworked the final stage uh and this is also the last free content update before that and th- this blows my mind but before they're going to start releasing the paid content updates hmm but this has been like more than I, it's either exactly a year or more it can't be more than two years of they have just been free content updates the whole way along and we're talking like they increased the amount of options for what you can play in the game by like at least double since it came out it's crazy you that's know? cool that's it's cool. really really cool and yeah this 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 final anniversary update is to pave the way for okay finally now we'll move on to some paid updates which they have said is just kind of like the the idea behind the paid updates is like these are just for hardcore people who really really like the game and want a little bit more stuff kind of thing but um, they've been they've been absolutely incredible with like. <laughs> Did you just see that? Yeah, I saw that. That was dude. What the insane. hell was that? It I was like know, he man. was expecting me to lift him or something. <laughs> Patrick Swayze pick him up. I don't know. Um, that was the funniest little. I think he stomped the mic even. The cat, the cat just crawled all over Dean. <laughs> he, he tried to jump over me, but it was the saddest little fake jump I've ever seen. You all right um, there, bud? Yeah, I mean, anyway, that you know that pretty much sums it up for me. I, cool. well, I really just want to give a short plug. Yeah, because yeah, I think it it's out. super cool. I played it. It's very good. Oh, oh yeah, and this um, this for me is uh, like Returnal is the spiritual successor to this game. Ah, uh, okay. Like Returnal is so much the DNA comes from this Risk of Rain. To me, hmm. I mean, maybe it actually comes from some other game I don't know about, but the game that I know about the most, when I saw Returnal for the first time, I was like, oh, that's obviously, it's exactly the same as Risk of Rain. Interesting. It just Returnal has story and Risk of Rain doesn't. Like, Returnal tries to have a little bit of story with its not action nonsense mayhem. Okay, okay. Um, and I guess Returnal's not, not multiplayer, too. This right. This is multiplayer. Returnal seems kind of neat. It really does. Yeah, I know. That would be top of my list if I had a PS5. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. Uh, besides that, we were going to do a really quick what we've been playing. I don't know. Do you want to you want to launch into that, or do you want to save it for next time? Yeah, well, why not? Eh? What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Darkwood. Darkwood. Can I talk about Darkwood? Or? You should talk about Darkwood. Yeah, it's probably going to take too long. You think so? So, quick, fast, quick explanation of what it is. Okay, I've been playing Darkwood for the last week. It is a top-down, a really weird art style. It's it's um it's actually bird's eye view, top-down, and it looks amazing. It does. The art looks absolutely incredible, which is really surprising for a top-down game. I was not expecting that whatsoever. Um, I my first thought when I when I saw top-down was I was like, that's gonna look like dog shit. Mm-hmm. And then when I looked up the 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 screenshots and videos, I was like, wow, they were. Did not realize you could make Top Down look that nice. Yeah, especially that long ago, too. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This game is six years old. Yeah, um, it's not that new. It's by a Polish studio. Pretty sure it's a three-man... Actually, just listened to a developer interview really recently. It's a three-man team uh, called Acid Wizard Studio. Acid uh, Wizard. Polish. Yeah. Um, Acid Wizard? You're serious? Yeah, Acid Wizard. Yeah. That is funny. It's really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, these guys are some of the coolest developers I've... I've, I've heard of too they sound so fucking humble if their name is Acid Wizard they must be cool they're really I mean, cool man. I don't even know what yeah. that is is yeah. it a wizard that shoots acid or is it like a druggy <laughs> wizard um, that's a really good question like, I don't know <laughs> we'll have to ask them <laughs> yeah so it's a top down survival horror game 
it's kind of like Silent Hill uh, crossed with the forest. Okay. It has survival yeah. elements. It's really heavy psychological horror. Man, I it's, and it's amazing, right? It's fucking amazing. That's that's yeah. the main yeah. thing. Right? I think I'll wait to give my full synopsis for next time because I'm yeah. probably you can talk quite a bit about it. Yeah, and there's like a bit in at this point in time. I feel like around a ninety percent chance that I'm going to just go all the way through this game because so so far I'm really really enjoying it. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah, and unlike a lot of indie experiences I've had recently, it has gameplay hmm. that does not suck. Hmm. Like it is, it goes beyond. It's not just a surface that looks pretty. It's actually fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, tell me what uh, what you've been up to. Me, I've just been a little playing a little bit of uh, Hunt Showdown. Not too much, but a little bit here and there with some buddies and uh, some chivalry too. Nice. Which I really suck at. Um, <laughs> fun, kind of mindless. Again, I'm horrible. Uh, so that makes it a little less fun. But it's still, I don't mind losing my head often. Okay. You know, merely a flesh wound when you lose an arm. It's uh, get a chuckle every Tis time. Tis but a scratch. Every <laughs> time I chuckle. Um, I would be doing so many Frenchman interpretation impressions. Right. Chez la vache. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot, lot of fun. Um, and then uh, yeah, just we started on a boosted Arc server for Genesis Two. Okay. Which just came out not long ago, okay. and uh, I've given up on official servers, but boosted is the way to go. And uh, it's like a new game. Oh, it's cool! Completely different from all other arc. Like you right. start with a jetpack. Like oh, you wow. can fucking fly. Interesting. Um, you can like I don't know, man. It's out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. Super different. That's uh, cool. Very cool, but just like to me, arc is like yeah, you know, you, you run around picking berries and stuff. You make a spear, stone hatchet, <laughs> a little little hut and shit, and eventually tame some dinosaurs. This is like a jetpack. I'm punching raptors in the face and shit. And like, <laughs> I'm surviving. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I can just like fly above stuff and shoot it. Uh, like, I don't know. It's, yeah. The fact that it's a boosted server makes it that much easier. Yeah. So maybe the game itself would be, like official would be difficult. but More accessible, you could say. Yeah, more accessible, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, very cool. Just, um, again, not official can't do it anymore yeah too much time yeah i i I don't think i'm going i'm going back to destiny no i think i've maybe just had it you've run your i don't uh... know i mean we'll see i haven't played in like three months wow i've never not played in three months before really since it like came out maybe once destiny one two no but since destiny one you didn't play destiny one i didn't play destiny one oh okay okay. but i played two uh, i got it like a few months after it came out Hmm. and then i've just been playing all the time since nice well oh well yeah, Darkwood. I think, I think the spell's broken. Yeah, Darkwood is fucking awesome. That's it's, where you're uh, at now. Yeah, it really kind of um, it, rest- it 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 kind of restored my faith in why I like independent stuff too. Nice. You know, much a lot a lot like the forest. To be honest, I'm hmm. getting similar stuff out of it as when I played the forest. Cool. I'm just kind of like constantly having like a sense of wonder about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like the forest constantly had me asking just like questions of like, what is this? Like, <laughs> what is this shit? What's going on? Like, what is the game trying to tell me here? Very like, cool. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I love that feeling. It's, it's the best feeling when you play a game. Well, I mean, it's uh, yeah, it. It puts a whole new spin on survival, right? Yeah. Like, uh, the confusion is part of it. Um, yeah. 
and just like, wait, what, the, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, why do I need this? And then, oh, I'm going to use it. It's like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have used that. I yeah. needed it for whatever, you know? And, and it just, like, triggers my imagination in a way that other games don't. Fair enough. You know? Like, that's really cool. That's why It's the same reason why I like Dark Souls, right? It's mm. like, it triggers my imagination in a way that other stuff doesn't. Well, yeah, it's a good reason. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, I, I could really maybe I'll go into it a bit more detail next time. Next time, yeah. Who knows? I might be finished the game next time. Hey, you'll probably have more not. To... It seems it's been pretty hard for me so far. You'll have more to say. But um, yeah, well, I guess that's all we got. All right. So, T, thank you very much. A pleasure. Thank and, you. And um, yeah, that was. Uh, hope you enjoyed episode twenty-eight. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.